Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Yeah, But, the long-awaited return. <laughs> or comeback. Comeback. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, okay. as uh, LL Cool J says. Oh, yeah. what a quote. That's I think it's from that, that song, Mama Said Knock You Out. You know. I hope that didn't sound too much like the original, or else we'll get copyright claim. <laughs> for our wildly, in our wildly popular podcast. In our wildly popular <laughs> podcast. What what episode is this now? Are we is this eight or nine? I think eight. Eight. This is my favorite part. Is determining. I think eight. Yeah, we skipped last week, number. so I'm very thrown off. Yes, we skipped last week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, on a more serious note, um, a member of the St. Lawrence community passed away in a car accident. Dylan Garnett. Uh, he was a good friend, and we were planning to record on Wednesday, and we found out on Tuesday, and it was just like, well. We're not going to record, we're not obviously. Record. So uh, we're here, and we're hoping to get you guys consistent uploads. These next two weeks are going to be really crazy because I'm going to be out of the country. And I'm driving to California. And Annie is driving to California. So who knows? I might just try and phone in from Belize while I'm doing mission work. And, you know. I feel like that's 100% Listen, I, not going to happen. I love, <laughs> you know, I, I really would love to help you guys out building that house, but I have a podcast to record. I don't know if you've heard of my podcast. It's very popular. I'm really hoping that the numbers have kind of bumped since we the Michael we, Mills. Uh, oh my gosh. We do need to talk about this for a second. Facebook. I got a notification from Facebook the other night. It says Michael Mills tagged you in a comment. And I was like, what? could this possibly be yeah. and then i look at it and it's an endorsement for our podcast i mean this is like <laughs> this is like politicians pay or at least accept bribes you know for these kind of endorsements <laughs> yeah this was i literally we got it free of free <laughs> i i have a feeling though that like the wisconsin mafia Ooh. is gonna like call in a favor you know probably like they're like we hey now that we helped you out you gotta <laughs> hey there <laughs> you know we gave you cheese curds you gotta curd them back or something i don't know curd them back I, I don't know how the... is that a phrase those wisconsin say <laughs> I, I probably i don't probably. i don't really know much about wisconsin other than cheese curds but great yeah so but anyway we'll have to if you're here because numbers. of michael mills <laughs> thank you for joining thank you for joining uh yeah what a what a wonderful organist that man is <laughs> Anyway, uh, I guess we're just going to launch right back into our O. Annie is still thinking of hers, so she will not be present as I describe my O, but I'll start. Okay, perfect. My O is road work because we're still in Lawrence, the great city of Lawrence, Kansas, and at the time of recording, school has, the semester has just ended, so everyone is gone for the summer. And literally, like, you're driving around the Monday after the graduation, which was on Sunday, and, like, half of the roads on campus are just closed down for construction. 100% true. <laughs> and it sucks. Like, everything, it takes so much longer to navigate. And the thing is, like, you know, today was raining a little bit. I get it. But, like, there was nobody working on yeah. these roads. You know, like, they just close it off and then, like, oh, in a few, we'll get around to it in a few weeks. Like, Oh, it's so frustrating to me. If you know you do good work, if you work for the city, patching up roads. But like, I feel like if I'm in charge of all of those workers, I'm saying let's take it one pothole at a time. 
third i i one day so you got one day to be fair they there are approximately five billion potholes in the roads across lines there are like at least 12 in front of my house don't try and fix my o okay don't try and make it okay i'm so sorry would you do you I, have something? <laughs> what what is outrage? Surely something is outrage. I don't I don't know what you mean. I'm very chill all the time, very calm, cool, and collected. Um, I am never enraged about anything. Um, <laughs> that's not You're true. Stalling. I'm You're stalling because I can't. I literally can't think of what's happened Nothing to me in the last out, four days. But you have two weeks to work. Yeah, with. and I try to not hold on to my outrages oh, that much. <laughs> um, I mean. Finals week was. Any, if you have anything, that yeah. If you have some, you can tap in. You can tap in because I still can't think of anything. But, um, I feel like we're, you know, our listeners are going to feel shorthanded if we don't have at least two things that have been outrageous. Okay, wait. I kind of oh, thought of one. Thank goodness. Um, but this is like I feel like I keep repeating the same kinds of O's because only like Hold four on, different things happened. Uh, it was something with finals and the way that one of your professors handled the grade um it's some it's about finals okay. or like the final two weeks yeah. of, of school okay great okay so here's here's the deal again with engineering hopefully there will be a break from engineering related o's over the summer because because you'll just I'll be working just as be an working. engineer <laughs> yeah but i'm not i'm not gonna like <laughs> okay my job is way better than school for okay. one um so it outrages me far less but probably not um anyway so the last like three weeks have been insanely crazy uh, work-wise, and I um, feel like I didn't do any work for like a whole semester, and then like the last three weeks are just like crazy intense. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, okay, is this because I'm just like very lazy and like pushed all my work off until like the very end of the semester? But then I was thinking about it, and that was not it. The reality of this semester was that, so all of my finals or final projects were worth between 30 and 45% of my grade in every single one of my classes. Yeah. Yeah. 45%, which means that... What's the point of showing up for the rest (laughs) of the Yeah, which means that a third to almost half of my grade is dependent on the work that I do in the last three weeks of school. Yeah. Which is insane, which like you need to build up all your skills and stuff to get to the point of being able to do like a kind of cumulative final whatever. But... Yeah, it's just like feels so irrelevant to me the re- having the rest of the semester and doing, you know, a couple of months worth yeah. of work to then just be graded on the last 3 weeks. On something that you work like Yeah. A substantial amount of time on, but Yeah, still, but like, not like a whole a small semester. Percentage of yes. work that you put so in this before. is my O because it's not like this final project was worth like 15% of my grade, which is still significant and I think fair. It was worth 45% of my grade. It was garbage also, probably. So I, I literally wrote an email to my professor apologizing for how garbage my final project was. I had a thought today. Okay. My thought, and I guess you can't really apply this, maybe you can, to post-secondary education. But I was just thinking about grades. Like, what if in school we just didn't grade kids? What if? Please play, I mean, right. play out the scenario for me. I, I just think, like, again, it's something that we just view as this is how we have to do it because this is how it's been done. Right. But grades, to an extent, are arbitrary and really, like, when you're grading somebody on the same scale as, like, someone who is coming from a different socioeconomic mm-hmm. background, like, who doesn't have the same opportunities, like, the... One of the books that I read last year, Unequal Childhood, and a lot of the um, a lot of the studies that we've talked about in 
uh, in school, like in the school of ed this year, have been about, yes, the like achievement gap in uh, like between races is a problem, but even more than that is the opportunity gap between yeah. socioeconomic backgrounds. So if you have like two kids who one of them is like, has all of these, you know, after school activities that they get to go to and like all this stuff that they experience versus a kid who uh, doesn't have all those things and might be behind in school. Or like, like why are you grading them? Even. Yeah, yeah, why do you have the same expectations for them? I think that's fair, but I guess the question comes back to like, what is the value of evaluation within like an education system? I, I just and think- it, I, I I agree that like this using the same very set scale for everybody is problematic, but I guess like how the question and i'm not saying like how else are you going to do it as in like we should just leave it to the same but like an actual question like how else can we evaluate in like a meaningful way that will allow employers or whatever to be like okay like i can see that they know what we need them to know to like do this job sure no i I understand that and that's why i say like this was more in the context of like elementary to middle school yeah like it doesn't make sense that i mean i think in elementary school we got like got one S twos and, and threes yeah things <laughs> like that but then even in middle school it's like you really no one's gonna look at your middle school transcript nope no one in high school i don't even know how to i don't even know how to like, access my middle school transcript yeah, exactly so anyway that's all that i was thinking that's fair that's, that's, a, that's a digression digression if anyone would like to talk to me about this i have a lot of thoughts please what email you what's our what's our email again then yeah yeah but show at gmail.com so without any further ado adieu <laughs> never ever again. that was worse than when i sang the intro to the question i don't think so it was. um the question this week is going to be what about my legacy and so the basic idea for this is like what what is your legacy i'm putting that in air quotes to all of our listeners that you want to leave behind um what do you want to be remembered for and like what can you do to actually make like take practical steps to do that. Yeah. Um, I was just I was thinking about this a lot because again, as we mentioned, a friend Dylan Garnett passed away last week, and a lot of people have just been talking about like his smile, the way that he treated. Like somebody said, you know, he never met a stranger because he was always just so personable. He made everyone feel so comfortable being themselves. And, like, that was just who he did. That was what he left behind. And so I think a lot of us now are, like, both trying to emulate the way that he lived his life. Um, But also, I think it's interesting to ask that question because I think we also have all, or a lot of us have began to realize, like, how important every interaction that we have is and, like, how much weight that carries. Yeah. Um, When you, when it's interesting that you asked this question because yeah as we've been kind of reflecting this week on on dylan his life and how we knew him um i was reminded especially the way that people were were kind of talking about his faith and how um grounded he was in that i was reminded of when i was uh i think 12 um somewhere between sixth and seventh grade um a classmate of mine was uh died in a in an atv accident in costa rica it was really tragic and I went, and I really did not know her well. She was in my fifth grade class, but we had only had like a few interactions. But she was always very sweet, always very kind. And it was again one of those times that I could tell like the community was really suffering. And so, and so I went to her um, memorial service with my mom, 
um, when I was 12. And I remember them just talking again about like how faithful she was, how much she loved the Lord. <laughs> she would, uh, you know, keep, keep a prayer journal, things like that. And it was like the first time I'd ever really heard of like, not heard of, I'd heard of somebody my age doing something like that or caring that much about the, about a faith or caring that much about God. And that was a very uh, formative summer for me. And I remember being very, very inspired by her legacy and by um, the ways that she lived her life. And it really kind of reset the path that I was on, um, even though I didn't know her very well at all. But again, just like the way people are t- were talking about her and the joy that she clearly had and the hope that cl- she clearly had and the hope that others had for her, even as she died at such mm-hmm. a young, tragic age, um, and that really changed me. I remember that summer. And I feel like it has been a similar thing or a reminder anyway, as we've been going through this week, that like Dylan's legacy is like changing people mm-hmm. or has changed people. And so it is like an important question. That's like, how do I think that's what some part of it, at least when we're talking about legacy is like, how do we change the lives that we come in contact with? Yeah. And I, and I think that sometimes mm-hmm. it's like hard to see for us the ways in which we're doing that already. Yeah. Um, but also, I think his life is a is a testament, at least to me, that it's it's something that is doable, and it's yeah. something that like, yeah, you don't have to be some superhero to like make an impact. Because yeah, Dylan was an incredible guy, and there's no one that I've met quite like him. But he's also, you know, the guy that I would goof around with, yeah, you know, on a Friday night and. Um. Yeah, we just talk about nothing. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, we can we can live holy lives and lives that make an impact. Because a lot of times when we talk about it, it seems so abstract and yeah. like such a big task. Or we talk about the lives of the saints, and we usually talk about like their big miracles or their um, yeah, kind of like the big the highlights in their life that um they're very heroic moments. But it, but I mean like saints were people too. And, you know, so many of us who, who knew Dylan, like, knew that, know reflecting back that, like, we were in the presence of holiness. But, yeah, like, he was such a goofball. And mm-hmm. um, we always talk, people have been talking a lot about, like, his joy, his smile, his laughter. Um, <clears throat> and that's such an important part of, of, like, legacy. And I think when we when we talk about legacy as, like, being part of the church, it's kind of that, like, how are we going to become saints? And mm-hmm. how are we um, going to lead others to do that? And I've been reflecting a lot on joy um, and peace. And I think that so much of that, like you said, comes with just like kind of talking about nothing, um, goofing off, doing stupid stuff with your friends, and then transitioning into like those real conversations and um, praying for each other and holding each other accountable. But it it's both. It's life. It's, um, yeah. And I guess like how do we do that more intentionally or like how do we like let ourselves live fully so that we can impact other people and allow other people to impact us yeah I think that's a really great point and I think that again it's like it's not a whole lot extra that you have to do right do in air quotes <laughs> uh yeah there there isn't some secret formula or anything like that I think that just being able to take time in our interactions with others and to yeah I think that this this past week has just like made me say okay slow down 
and when I'm with you, like I'm with you. Because I think I can remember like countless times, especially last semester when I just was so absorbed by school and homework and all this stuff that like in this moment, it doesn't matter, you know, like um, in life and death, it doesn't matter. And so I would be so preoccupied with that, that I'd like see someone that I, yeah, I'd see someone that I would want to talk to or want to love or even somebody that I didn't. And I would just like scoot on over to my house or whatever because it's just like i don't want to i don't don't have time yeah and i think last week was a you know last week was finals week for us and this happened on tuesday um and the the timing of it was um i've been kind of reflecting on how like interesting last week was because of how much like emotion we were all dealing with how much sadness how much grief all of that um but we were all still together Mm -hmm. um and i you know, I got extensions on a couple of my um, final assignments and things like that because of it, because I knew that I needed, one, I knew I was not really in a place to necessarily give my best effort to, and even by the end of the week, I probably wasn't in a good enough place to give my best effort sure. to my to schoolwork, but my professors, my nanos, my professors were super mm-hmm. understanding about it, so God bless them, yep. um, <clears throat> but I also knew that I needed to take time to, like, be with people you know and to and like you said to not you know even though I had a bunch of final stuff to deal with just like not really like think about it for a moment or like allow the times that I was like with people um to just be times like with people and and because like ultimately that is yes we're called we're here to be students all that stuff but like (laughs) you know in times like what happened last week we know more than that we're here to be with each other we're here um to be part of a community that loves and supports and hold each other up um and I think that last week was because it was a lot of like being very overwhelmed by the amount of schoolwork I had to do and then a lot of like kind of ignoring it to to deal with the human stuff that like we need needed to deal with and so I think it's a part of legacy also is like where are my priorities Mm because ultimately that's like what defines our legacy is like what do we spend the most time on um where do we focus our most amount of growth? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. The other, the other thing that I've kind of been thinking about, um, is this idea that, you know, scripture says that, that we ought to live in the light because anything we try and like hide in the dark, it'll be brought to the light. And just that idea of being able to live in the light and to, to live in truth, uh, has been really important to me just to, to remember like not to leave anything unsaid Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of I think parts of our lives that because it like feels like oh well this tarnishes my legacy this tarnishes my idea of who I want to be or who I think I am so I'm just gonna like put it under the rug right it's like like that that's going to come around in one way or another and so being able to take control of it and to say like yeah, in, I mean, in whatever in whatever sense that is, again, just like making sure that making sure that you don't have any regrets either when you die or somebody close to you dies. Right. Um, and I think that 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 is something that, like, yeah, that is a big task, but I think it also is freeing too. Yeah. Like that that uh, being able to yeah live in the light. 
just like comes with this freedom of there's like I'm not hiding anything anymore or there's nothing there's nothing that I wish that I did or said that I haven't done and I think that something you said made me think of like what's the difference between reputation and legacy Mm. um because I think that we spend a lot of our lives trying to like kind of alter our reputation. But when I think of reputation, I think of like, what am I putting out? Like, what are the things that I want people to see? Mm-hmm. Um, or when we talk about like professional reputation, it's like, again, like what, it's almost like you're working to like show the highlights in yeah. a lot of, in a lot of ways. Whereas when I think of legacy, I think of like a more genuine and like legacy, I feel like we tend to talk about when people, you know, have passed. And so you can't really like work on your legacy mm-hmm. past a certain point. And like your legacy sure. is like who you truly were. Um, and I think that it's important to think about those differently. Cause I think sometimes I can focus a little bit too much on like, well, what's my reputation? Like, what am I known for? But that's very different than, than legacy of like, who am I and how sure. do I affect the people in my life because of that? Yeah. When, when we die, people aren't going to be like, Oh man, remember that really great podcast that we did? Like, they were so awesome because they did that podcast. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what you're talking about. That's definitely what people are gonna say. <laughs> this is our legacy. This is our legacy. Yeah, but. <laughs> and and I think it is interesting too. Like, your legacy is going to be different depending on, like, who the person is that knew you and how they knew you. Yeah. As well. Um. Yeah, I just think that's an that's an interesting idea because obviously, like we can't love everybody the same amount and we can't give everyone all the time in the world. Um, So I think that just reinforces this idea of like, yeah, every small moment matters because that is like, Mm -hmm. you know, the legacy that you leave behind with a classmate of yours can still have a substantial impact. It's like they, the size of mustard seed can move a mountain. It's the same thing, but like, as long as you are really present in that moment. Right. And so then that, like, the man who's discipling me, Kyle, um, we talk about that all the time, like, making sure you're taking risk and making sure that you're, like, on mission, air quotes, yeah, <laughs> on mission wherever you go. Because a lot of times it's easy to say, like, oh, well, I'm on campus and I'm at class and I am tired, so I don't really... I don't really have to be aware or be present. Right. But I think like, yeah, that's where you have to be the most, the most present. Yeah. And there might be people that really only know your reputation. Like they don't know who you truly are. They only know the things that you like kind of put on for people to see. Or like, like you said, classmates, like, or sometimes your coworkers, like they're only really going to know your like professional side Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, like your classmates may only know how well you work in on a group project or how much effort you put into your studies and things like that. Um, and so those two are like occasions to work on your legacy or like, um, yeah, pres- to allow holiness to kind of like be part of every part of you. Yeah. So that's not just reputation and they are actually seeing parts of what will become your legacy. Mm. Sub question, I suppose. Do you think that your legacy is something that you can the word that i'm thinking of is rebrand i know that's not the i know that's not the right i understand your hesitation but i also Um, i think i get what you mean yeah yeah, like i guess like it's to my mind it's not like choosing a mission statement or choosing um 
a battle cry. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can say, oh, well, I want my legacy to be this and then really build that up. Yeah. I think that, like, there's an aspect where, where you may be able to, but really I think, like, if you look at if you look at Dylan and, like, what everyone's saying about him, what his legacy is and, and will continue to be, I think it really is just, like, man, this was a guy who lived comfortably as himself in mm-hmm. his own skin. And the things that everyone are saying about him, like, his joy and, and his ability to just, like, love everybody and make time for everybody – like, that's just who he was made to be. Right. So really, it, it's not so much about the specifics, but just about, like, being the person that you were created to be. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think in that sense, it's not really, like, a rebranding as a, like, knowing, sure. you know? So I think um, the more you know God and the more you know yourself, like, the more you understand or, like, can see who you were created to be. And so, yeah, like you said, it's not about being like, well, I want to be this, blah, 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 or like, I want to be known for these things, you mm-hmm. know, which is not, especially when we're talking about holiness, it's not like a bad desire to be like, I want to be known for being prayerful or sure. for being hu- for being humble. We've been talking a lot about Dylan's humility. Um, it's not bad to like want to start with those things and then like, but like you said, it's not, it's like, okay, I want to be more, I don't know, prayerful or whatever then it's like, yeah, you can just, like, schedule more time in the chapel and, like, that's never going to be bad. Yeah. But if your time in that chapel isn't, like, spent on trying to, like, know God and therefore, like, know you and, like, know the mission that he is creating you for, then, like, what – it's not really going to – it's not going to be genuine and therefore it's not going to kind of come to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it is more just about uh, kind of understanding and – probably silence more than more than anything which is is difficult and kind of requires a lot of listening and it's not it's one of those things where yeah it's like it can't be really like rebranding because like you're not really doing anything um you're doing a lot of listening and you're doing a lot of very subtle changing Mm -hmm. um to get to a point that you're corresponding to god's will um and I think that that's kind of the difficult journey because it's not like you can map it out and be like, I'm going to do these things for this many months. I'm going to, it's not like a spiritual workout where it's like, I'm going to run this much every day for, yeah. and like lead up to this race. It's kind of an undetermined amount of time um, because we don't know how much time we have left and we don't know how, where the Lord is going to take us and just kind of going with it. Mm. Benny, I'm interested if you want to come and. Oh, that's why he pulled over the chair. Yes. Uh, <laughs> producer Andrew just graduated from college. Aw, yay! Wait, wait, don't even clap because he's going to throw in some applause. applause sound oh, sorry. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, you're you're done with college. You're headed out from KU. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on legacy? I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing to to think about. I don't think it's really hit me yet that. Like, I'm not coming back in August. Sure. Um, yeah, but I've always, like, thought about, you know, do I, like, is should that be something that that's important to me, that the people here know who I am five years from now? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it should be. I don't know if, um, like, that, that desire is, is good, um, that you want people to know who you are uh, in five years. Um, 
but I think that there's something to be said about the impact that you leave on people, especially um, like I don't I don't know I don't know what um, Dylan's thoughts were as far as like what people thought of him, but um, I think it's clear that uh, he made more of an impact than I think he knew that he did. Yeah. Um, so just like being constantly aware that, um, yeah, like the people that you are around a lot notice things about you. Hmm. Um, and they can either be good things or bad things depending on um, where you're at Um, but especially like um, I'm one of the people that like my the the way that I interact with people will vary wildly based on uh, what kind of day I'm having so um, yeah just like always being conscious of that and the way that you're um, interacting with people um and noticing what things are from just the day that you're having uh, and what's actually coming out of out of love and out of, out of like your mm-hmm. own personality and not which is kind of going back to what we talked about with um, Father Mitchell actually yeah um, earlier on yeah I think that's that's interesting and I think that again it's that distinction between reputation and legacy right. I agree like yeah, yeah five years from now you probably won't even care if you know some freshman here's the name Andrew Benny yeah. but yeah what impact do you have on this place even when you leave the way that you served here the way that you lived the way that you made friends like that does carry a ripple effect I think um, and again like that's that's all through relationship and I like we talk about it every time because it all comes back to relationships (laughs) yeah surprise time and time again that's what we've seen and i was watching last night i was watching the movie les mis the movie musical nice uh it's so so good good. the movie opera yes amazing which like yeah there are just so many great performances i can't even get into (laughs) it that'll come on a different (laughs) podcast but one of the last lines in the movie is um it's Fontaine and Jean Valjean. I know exactly what line you're going to talk about. (laughs) And they say, to love another person is to see the face of God. And I'm sure I've heard that line however many times before. I've watched the movie a few times and I've listened through the soundtrack. And of course, this time in this context, it just hit me a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Because I think that in these times of grief and pain, to understand the beauty and the risk of being in relationship and to say like yeah I'm really hurting right now but that pain is a good thing because it means that I like dared to love right and like yeah to to love another like to love another person is to see the face of god that is just like it's life changing yeah i've been kind of reflecting on on that a little bit as I've, you know, this this week Dylan passed and that's been very difficult to deal with as a community and personally, but um, at the same time, all of my best friends graduated and are, and I've been saying a lot of goodbyes um, and unfortunately have to say several more at Dylan's funeral on Friday. Um, and that's been really difficult too because it's like, and that's not even like, I know none of these are like permanent goodbyes of the people that I'm, even like Dylan, I know this isn't a permanent goodbye, sure. but it's just suddenly like we have an emptiness or we have a hole and it's just like the very human thing to just have to deal with with that um even as we 
live as people of hope but as I've been kind of like saying goodbye to my friends and like um grieving just different losses associated with um moving on um yeah it's been I was talking to somebody and he was like maybe I should just like not be friends with people because like these goodbyes are too hard and I was like you know that's the worst alternative you know like it's um and I've been reflecting on, again, kind of the conversation we had with Father Mitchell back several weeks ago, that it's like, to become fully alive means that you um, feel the full spectrum of human emotion. Um, and and Jesus sure felt that, as we talked about then as well. Um, and it sucks sometimes, because you're like, I didn't think this was supposed to hurt this. Like, I thought that if I, like, loved and followed Christ, like, this wasn't supposed to hurt this much. Um, or I should be able to bounce back faster, or whatever but it's like when you love that deeply and that fiercely and that boldly um and you allow others to love you in that way then like when separation happens when goodbyes happen when death happens it's gonna hurt so much Mm -hmm. and it's gonna hurt for a while um but to be able to like rest back in like the peace of god and rest back in like the trust and hope um of seeing each other again is i think the difference between because I've been thinking about it and I'm like, I've been so joyful this year, but then stuff like this happens and I'm so sad and I'm almost like having super high highs and very low lows is like mm-hmm. a sign of, of bipolar, which in, or like it's something that's like not healthy, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that in context of the Christian life. Um, and I was like, but the difference between I think our lowest of lows is that they're not that low still because we have, we have hope, you know, or sure. like beneath the sadness we can return constantly to that peace and that hope and so it's not like an anxiety ridden it's not like a a a depression of like total loss even Mm -hmm. as we're feeling pain um but it's almost i was uh reading a book several weeks ago and maybe i don't know if i mentioned this before um but in it he was talking about that uh he kept having like these wounds that were coming back up and he was kind of confused why the Lord was allowing him to feel these again. But he said that he could tell that the Lord was like allowing the wounds to be reopened so that it could be held up to like the healing light. And I think that that's what um, has been happening probably this week in the last few weeks um, is that allowing ourselves to feel these wounds in their entirety and feel these losses fully is like holding it up to the healing light of Christ, um, which is, I think, the difference and and how we can deal with stuff with just sadness or yeah. um separation or whatever it is yeah and the, and the other thing too i think is we like look at look at legacy and like the impact that other people have on our lives i literally just thought about at the beginning of the semester i was in a class when we were talking about plato and like his ideas for fulfillment for a fulfilled life mm-hmm. and one of the points was uh, let your lover change you mm. and I heard that and I was like I didn't get it like yeah I, you know whatever and there were times this past week um that I was just like man I just want to go back to feeling normal you know yeah. like I just yeah I don't want to feel sad anymore I don't want to feel this pain this loss I just want to feel normal whatever that means right and yeah, like at the time of recording this podcast, like I'm not going to say I've healed. Yeah. Means, but I think it comes in waves. And right now I'm in a place of reflection and like realizing the fact that so many people here 
loved Dylan Mm -hmm. and were changed by him. And I think, again, like, instead of those walls going up and those, like, defense mechanisms coming out of, like, I'm never going to love anybody so that I don't get hurt. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, like, let yourself be changed by the people you love because then it's like, we're carrying on their legacy. We're carrying on a part of them because they have changed us. Right. And I, yeah, and I think, you know, back to what Benny said about, like, I, in five years, like, people aren't going to know me, you know, it's like, I almost, I almost kind of hope they don't, because that means I have been around too much and will not close the sure. yearbook, yeah, so totally. um, that's part of it, but yeah, like, um, like I said, that classmate of mine um, when I was in seventh grade has, like, changed my life, and, like, she would have never guessed or, like, known that, um, and I'm sure her family doesn't even know that, or even, like, the people I was classmates with sure. um, at the time when we went through all that, but like her legacy has changed and continues to change me as well as um the legacy of so many people I've met as as well as Dylan um and so as we and when it doesn't matter that people like know our names or know the people that have changed us as we move on that change is what is going to be noted and what is um kind of the most important thing is um yeah like allowing like you said like allowing yourself to be changed by those in your life and those people that you love because you're going to then change other people because of that. Um, and you probably don't know the impact that you have right now um, on people throughout your life and the people you've impacted. Uh, and we might not never really know that, but um, that's not really, I guess, the point, you know, um, that it's important to reflect on on your legacy. Um, but at some point, it's just like, how do we love better? How do we, um, like you said, it's all about relationship. How do we know and be known moving forward? Um, because we don't know how much time we have left. And so at some point, our legacy is going to kind of get like cut off. Um, but how do we work to be who God wants us to be in all moments? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. I think that sounds like a good place to end <laughs> it. And I don't think we're going to have any closing segments today. But we would just ask whether you're listening to this right after it comes out or three years from now. If anyone is listening to this, like <laughs> three, three years, years from now, I don't, I don't know if you're crazy. Uh, but just yeah, we'd ask for prayers for for Dylan and for his family. So, um, yeah, we'll hope to see you next time. Bye. <laughs>